it's definitely a combination of the bean protocol and yoga. You know, I did have a moment last week where I don't even remember what pose I was in, but I just kind of caught a glimpse of myself and I was like, I have a beautiful, strong yoga body. That's what I have. And I'm yeah. there and I'm taking care of it and I and I love it. And I love myself. And that for me, just that moment of like, I love myself. Hello and welcome back to your great with your host, Unique Hammond. I created this space for those seeking tools along your healing path and inspiration. One of the things I learned on my own journey was that healing my body was a full contact sport. And I had no idea what I was getting into by choosing the powerful action to heal. And for me, it really meant approaching things food first because honestly, that's how I was raised. And I had really gone off course in my life, seeking out the quick fixes and whatever the doctor told me to do. I just was like, yes, that's what I'm doing. And my parents had really instilled in me how powerful food was, but in my rebellion, I was like, meh, food is okay. Food is for pleasure. Food is for when I'm sad and happy and everything else. And I just really misplaced my relationship with food. So healing was the first act of self-love that I had had for myself in my entire life, to be honest. It, it was really confronting. I had to face how I felt about my body and how I treated my body from this place. And I had to face my spiritual body, my emotional body, just the whole dang thing, and while trying to heal my body. So it was a very profound experience. It was a spiritual experience. It was an emotional experience. And at the end of the day, it was a cellular experience. So yeah, <laughs> wasn't sure I was gonna share all that today, but here I am. Today's healing story is with Christina and she and I had such a wonderful time working together and she is just a wonderful human that I had the honor of guiding through her own healing journey. She had done a tremendous amount of healing long before she got to me as far as the emotional and spiritual body. She came to me to work on eczema and also wanted to lose a little weight. So we started working together May 2020. Each person's eczema really comes from a different place. For some people, it's allergy-based, I have noticed. Gut plays a big role in that allergy conversation. And some people, it's you know a lack of water or healthy fats plays a role. So it's a really interesting puzzle to kind of put together. And it's very different for each one of my clients who struggle with eczema. Anyway, I hope you enjoy our conversation today, and I hope it inspires your own healing journey. You look fantastic. Okay. All right, so tell me, tell everybody, why did you decide to jump into the Bean Protocol? Wow, okay, so I, I first heard about the Bean Protocol through the Expanded podcast, and I heard Lacey, one of the, we love Lacey. Yes, yes, and, and shout out to McLean, McGowan, who introduced me to Lacey in the first place and kind of had also mentioned the Bean Protocol to me. Awesome. And I, so let me rewind and tell a little bit about my story. I have had eczema since my early 20s. And back then there was no internet, so I'm dating myself. And, you know, I read all the books. I went to Rick Bogris. 
San Francisco and I tried to heal myself through what the common allergens were. So I cut some things out of my diet and I cut dairy, eggs, and tomatoes because those are the most common allergens. And that worked for a while. And then when I was pregnant, I my eczema completely went away. Like mm. nothing. There was no, and, and not only did it go away, but I started craving like dairy, eggs, and tomatoes, like nobody's business. And so like my first trimester, I think we talked about this. Every morning I got an egg mitt bagel for breakfast. That was like, like with tomatoes, dairy, cheese. Like awesome. You know, I, I, I was working at Rally Studios over in, in Manhattan and there was a Noah's right across. And I, every morning, that's what I do. To be fair, those are pretty good. They're amazing, but they're yeah. crap. They're total, they're total crap. They're total crap. Yeah. yeah. Well, crack and crap. Crap. Yeah. Crappy crap. Yeah. Crack and crap. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That was during the pregnancy. Once I had my daughter, my eczema came back worse than it ever been horrible flare-up, so bad. My hands were bleeding. And it, and I, at the time, was working. I took a year off, and then I went back to production, and then I started working for Ergo Baby. So I would be, like, helping these moms get their baby in their carrier, but my hands were just literally bleeding. Mm. I went to a dermatologist once, but that was never for me. Western medicine was never the answer. I tried to find it through nutrition. So I found a holistic doctor who gave me a test, a blood test, and to find my allergies. And it was hardcore. It was like 10 vials of blood. And I was like, you know, I couldn't go anywhere. And I got this report and it got all the food allergens. Well, according to this test, dairy and eggs and potatoes weren't an issue. It was almonds and cashews, like off the charts. Whoa. So I cut out almond and cashews and brought back eggs and dairy. And was fine for a few years. In fact, maybe several years because my daughter's 10 now. That was when she was about two, that this happened. But then we went into quarantine and I got a flare-up worse than the worst flare-up on my hands. Same, I mean, so inflamed that I would be, I would get ice packs and wrap my hands. And same thing, they'd be bleeding everywhere. I have white linen cheek and they would be, I'd wake up in the morning and there was blood everywhere. Oh my God. Coincidentally, during quarantine, I also kind of fallen off the sugar wagon. My mom passed away last year of Alzheimer's and Alzheimer's linked to inflammation and sugar. And they, they even call it diabetes type three. So as part of my journey, I, I had really tried to minimize sugar intake, but then quarantine happened, stress levels, you know, single full-time working mom, stress levels went up, ice cream went in. A lot of people can relate to that that COVID response, you know, yeah. of just like comfort eating as if there's, as if there's no tomorrow. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and really it's my only vice. I mean, I, I don't drink. Well, my only vices were coffee and sugar. And we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about coffee as well. But, but so I had kind of, I say, like I said, I heard the podcast, but didn't really do anything. I was like, oh, this sounds amazing. And then I bought your book. And same thing, read it, but didn't really do anything. You know, I love beef, if I just sort of add them in willy-nilly, but wasn't doing anything. But then COVID hit, and I said the information that, and, and it was Mother's Day. And I had 
literally just finished my final spousal support payment to my ex. So I had, you know, oh, I don't have to pay that payment anymore. And it's Mother's Day. And I'm going to freaking buy myself sessions with me. And okay, so, <laughs> so that was my like, I'm going to take care of myself. You know, as a mom, I'm going to use this money and take care of myself. So that's good use of money. Yeah. Good use of, yeah. Better than paying my ex for sure. <laughs> there are a lot of people can relate to that as well. <laughs> I know the the hearts, right? But yeah, I mean, especially since, you know, I mean, we've talked about this too, like being with my ex, you know, in that kind of toxic relationship, there was a lot of self-abandonment, a lot of self-abandonment. And for me, when that marriage fell apart, went down in flames, betrayal, lies, you name it. It was happening. That for me was the wake up call. It was like, okay, it's time for radical self-care. This is radical self-care right now. And, and for me, and beans and beans are pretty radical, by the way, it was like, okay, I'm jumping into beans. Exactly. Exactly. So for me, this was just another step in that like self-care journey. You know, I, I had kind of got, gotten the line, you know, I, I wake up every morning, I yoga, prayer, meditation, step work, reading, got kind of my mind, body, spirit, right? I was working on, you know, I was in my body with yoga. It wasn't nourishing my body. Yeah. And for me, the bean protocol was kind of that final trifecta, right? To really take care of mind, body, spirit. Because as we know, as mothers, we can't pour from an empty cup. No, no. And it's such an interesting thing. So, you know, to go back to your coffee comment, so many people use coffee as a crutch to pour from an empty cup. Yeah. And right. Because they don't, most people are scared of where their body really is. So coffee is a great way to like kick it into a place where you can function versus going, oh, okay, where my body actually is. And and how do I begin to heal where my body actually is? So I can create longevity of health for not just my child, but for their children and, and, and for my own life. Right. So after kids are gone and you're left with you, yeah, you, you want to be left with a vital, healthy body, not one that's just been stripped of all nutrients because you've lived in fight or flight for the last 20 years, you know, or longer. hundred percent. I mean, that's the thing. You know, that, that's a perfect description. I mean, my life was, you know, fight, flight, freeze. I, I woke up data, fight or flight, freeze. I really believe that we can heal intergenerational trauma and that the work that I'm doing is stopping the cycle, not only, you know, spiritually, but also like those traumas are in our bodies, they're in our DNA. And, you know, the combination of yoga and being in my body and nourishing it and actually living, because the yoga isn't as effective if I'm not actually nourishing my body and listening to it and letting it. I mean, I remember when you said something to the effect of like, your body will know what to do if you let it. And I wasn't, I wasn't listening to that piece like that, you know. We also, we drown out that piece with the stimulants, right? Right. And so it's so hard for people to get away from self-soothing themselves with sugar and certain rituals and things like that. So you kind of quiet or or silence or numb the actual body, right? right. The actual body, what it actually needs and the misinterpretation of needs, right? It's like, oh, I'm craving sugar. I must need sugar. 
Right. When I'm going to go ahead and place money on the fact that that's not actually what your body might need, you know, right. It's straight. Right. right. And my body, I need caffeine. Well, need, you know, I, I joke around often that we were born with a Ferrari that we treat like a rental, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I, I've been, so I've, I think it's coming up on four months. Yeah. I've got caffeine and sugar, essentially. I've had some berries here and there per your blessing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For four months. And, you know, if I can be off caffeine for four months and function, I think anyone can. I'm like a diehard coffee person. I I uh, worked for Pete's Coffee and Tea for five years. I was interviewed in a magazine being a coffee. <laughs> I mean, I launched Pete's Coffee first website. Like I wrote all, you know, like I'm a coffee person. So that was hard for me. And that, you know, that morning, because I had, I, before I started the bean protocol, I had gotten to the point where I was probably 25% caffeinated, 5% decaf. And you were, <laughs> okay. you were like, nope. And, and I remember you saying to me, the bean protocol doesn't start until you go off caffeine. And I was like, okay, okay. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know? And people say unique, like what's wrong with decaf? It's only 3% caffeine. And I'm like, you're missing the point. The point to do, you know, for me, there's some people, some of my clients who are like, no, nope, I'm keeping my coffee. It is what it is to make. We're going to work around it. And I'm like, yeah. all right, I'd rather you be eating the bean protocol than not. But, you know, to me, it's an incredible opportunity to get really quiet and meet your body where it is. Not, let's not just quiet ourselves through yoga and meditation. Let's quiet our actual nervous system, which for most of us, you know, if you grew up with some trauma from childhood, you don't even know that you're stuck in flight or flight from the day go. You don't know what life is outside of that. And the one thing that trauma does is it sticks you right in that place of fight or flight, right? So you're just, you hit the ground running and you don't know that you're running from a tiger your whole life. And then to kind of control the damage, you add more fire to the flame. You add caffeine onto it because then at least it feels like you're controlling your anxiety, right? Like, oh, right. I'm creating the anxiety or whatever. To me, it's an incredible opportunity to let go of all of the ices and reset. So how does it feel to be off coffee and sugar for four months? Amazing. I, you know, I, I do. It, it's interesting, too, being in quarantine because there was it, it's kind of that it's a blessing that I make all my own food for the most part, you know, and not having to go into the office and be tempted by all the downtown food offerings. So so that's a blessing. But it's also, you know, we are experiencing collective trauma. And so on days when I'm feeling tired, not beating myself up and saying, oh, well, but I should have lots of energy because I'm the bean protocol. But it's like, no, it's okay to rest. Yeah. And that's part of the work of letting go, actually. Yeah. And, you know, I remember, too, you saying, like, I went on a hike and you're like, that might have just been too much exercise at the beginning. And I'd never really considered that before. So I feel amazing, but I also am acknowledging because I feel amazing, I'm aware of when my body's tired and rest and I'm taking it, you know? Yeah. So I do feel like it's, it's all, you know, it's all connected, mind, body, spirit, you know? And with all the work I've done and, and adding the bean protocol, that fear is gone. Like I have no anxiety because I know that I'm not abandoning myself anymore. And I think Alzheimer's is the ultimate self-abandon, right? Yeah. Not abandoning myself anymore, taking care of myself 
and you're feeding yourself foods that are not inflammatory. You're you're actually pulling down inflammation. You're not feeding inflammation. And I think, you know, inadvertently, a lot of our choices are actually really inflammatory. The point of the being protocol is to create resilience. So as life throws things at you that you can, you know, bend and sway with them versus break, right? And so inflammation is a very breakable state of being. That fight or flight is very reactive and breakable and inflammatory, right? So to actually live in a calm body and to be able to notice the ripples of life and go, oh, this is really interesting. There's a lot going on here, but I can actually process it because my body is resilient and strong versus inflammatory and tight. And reactionary. I mean, that's yeah. the thing too. I mean, that's the point of all my work really is to let things go and be in the flow of life, accept things as they come, live life on life terms. And if I'm in a constant state of fight or flight, inflamed, I'm not living life on life's terms. You know, and I hate to call it that, you know, I've had a couple moments where I had a slice of pizza because my friend growing up has, a, you know, I was up in the Bay Area and the next day I had a little breakout. And so I don't regret that cheat or slip or whatever you want to call it. Because I don't, hold on. Good point. Yeah. I don't call him a cheat. I don't okay, like what to call it. I don't like don't call it a cheat. <laughs> what do we call it then? Like we call it a moment. We call it being human. We call it a moment because I think, yeah, you know, it's funny. It's funny how we look for ways to punish ourselves. It's a moment. Right. Yeah. Moment. I had a moment. I, I was human. I mean, it's the same thing with the same thing with making a mistake. It's like, okay, I was human. I didn't make a mistake. I was a human. Yeah, I don't so, think it's a mistake because if you're meeting a friend and you decide you make that choice, you just made that choice, you know? It's like right. you literally just made that choice and you move on. Like, right. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing, too, is recognizing we have choices, right? I mean, so much of my life being in fight or flight and, you know, with with my my toxic relationship and, and my toxic was that I didn't have choices. And, you know, I think I even heard someone, I don't know if it was Peter Levine who wrote with Tiger or I don't remember who it was, but so trauma specialist basically said like trauma is when you have no choice. And so that idea of now being aware and then making choices for myself. And that is, that comes from like that, that ability to be in touch with my body and actually pause and think like, okay, you know, my best friend, or, you know, my best friend growing up now has a place. Would I like to try this pizza and support his business? Yes, I'm going to make that choice. As opposed to, you know, oh, the pizza showed up, I'm just stuck in space. So right. it's kind of, well, it's kind of, we're talking consciousness, right? And I, exactly. yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's like just being conscious and, and aware of our choices. I think a lot of what we do when we're, on the path to illness, it's a lot of disconnection from our body and a lot of lack of consciousness, right? right. Lack, of, right. lack of actual presence and consciousness to the very moment we're in. And also we minimize stress. We minimize what stress does to our body because the world is such a stressful place. We minimize it. Oh, well, this is, I'm the lawn, I have to do this, or this is my job or whatever it is. And all of those things are right, but let's not minimize the impact of stress on the body. Right. You know, right. stress is intense. And I think we spend our whole lives minimizing it, basically. Yeah. yeah. Where, how has eczema been and how has it been for your energy? And like, what do you feel like the benefits of our friendly little bee protocol has been for you? I mean, definitely increased energy. You know, I, I definitely feel, I mean, you use the word vitality. I, I mean, my skin, like I, I can wear rings. My hands were so swollen. I couldn't, I couldn't wear rings. So, I mean, it, it's basically gone. I mean, my daughter wouldn't hold my hand. 
you know, mm-hmm. crossing the street. She'll hold my hand now. And it's like, my hand is soft. So I haven't had any, you know, except when I have inflammatory suits. Yeah. I haven't had any outbreaks. I'm operating at a, at a higher vibration in my mind, body, and not a lot of that, you know, being like what I'm eating, not um, being conscious about it. And I love beans too. So that, that is helpful. I have to say, so because, so I love everybody loves what I'm eating, you know, I enjoy what I, what I'm making, enjoy what I'm eating. My daughter does too. And I'm so grateful. My daughter loves beans too. Like, you know, so that we can kind of start her on that path. At a young age, yeah, in a, I think in a, at a young age, in a stressful world, already managing and helping your body out is such an incredible gift you're giving her. And so amazing that she loves it, you know, because I know a lot of parents I work with would love their kids to eat beans and their kids are just like, bro. I know. No, I'm not. So grateful. Yeah. I'm so grateful. I, every day I'm like, yeah, I still just sit. I mean, I'll make cranberry, cranberry beans are probably my favorite. I, my grandma used to make them, my Italian grandma, and so they have a little bit of nostalgia. But my daughter will literally sit and eat all of these with me. Like, she'll, you know, and I remember I made her soup one day and she's like, no, mama, I just want to. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> you know? That's kind of how I feel about chickpeas right now. And I literally avoided chickpeas and hummus my whole life because it just really bothered my stomach, the chickpea. Yeah. I even took out the hard outer shell, which a lot of people yeah. do to get around the chickpea issue. Yeah. And I just couldn't eat it. And then I started eating the chickpea stew. And now it literally, when I work, if you want to know what I look like, I'm sitting here with a bowl of chickpeas that I flavored with some barbecue sauce and I'm literally just eating them like popcorn. And I would say better than popcorn. Yeah. And I love it. I love it so much. I, I know we, we just talked about that. I love chickpeas too. But if I only eat chickpeas during the day, if I don't add another and I can get my does get a little blip. But okay. chickpeas are so good. And my thing is black truffles on chickpeas. Okay, now getting oh, fancy with it. Get, oh my god! <laughs> I mean, black truffle salt on any beans is pretty thing, but on chickpeas, and same thing. My daughter, I'll serve full of those with some salt, and my daughter will just eat those. I'm gonna go ahead and say that black truffle salt on your hand and just lick it is probably pretty good. Too. <laughs> I mean, black truffle salt on anything is amazing. Is a big yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm going to guess that. So, okay, did you gain any? Because a lot of people have gained oh, weight gain here. How was the weight? Okay. When my marriage fall, fell apart, I, I lost a lot of weight because I literally had kind of shed everything and was, you know, on and was definitely eating some non inflammatory foods. But then once COVID started, and I, you know, I don't know, I don't know what I gained because I don't have a scale. I just judge it by like how I feel and, you know, what I'm wearing. Which, which by the way, I'd like to say to everybody, because one of the things I ask people when I help build their protocol is, you know, how tall are they, how much do they weigh? I love it when people don't know how much they weigh. I think there's this obsession with weight and it's yeah. just like, how do you feel? Do you feel good? Does that feel like a good weight? Does it feel like you're carrying around too much? Like, how does it really feel? So I love that you don't know how much yeah. you weigh. I don't know how much I weigh. I mean, I can guess, but I don't really know. But I do know that I have lost weight since being on the bean protocol. And I would probably venture to say at least one gene size, not two. I know. I mean, I mean, like I said, I, I had fluctuated, but I, and I, but once I was probably, I was probably at my, my highest, you know, I mean, eating ice for day, you're not, you're not going to feel the best, but I've definitely been able to keep the weight off and, and just, it's like I said, it's, 
more how I feel. I feel great. I feel good in my body and I feel, you know, good, like trying clothes on, you know, I feel good wearing things that are tighter on my body than, you know, that, that aren't, that show what my body looks like. And, you know, that's a combination of, definitely a combination of the bean protocol and yoga, you know. I did have a moment last week where I don't even remember what pose I was in, but I just kind of caught a glimpse of myself. And I was like, I have a beautiful, strong yoga body. That's, that's what I have. And I'm yeah. it, and I'm taking care of it. And I, and I love it. And I love myself. And that for me, just that moment of like, I love myself is huge. I mean, so huge. Like I said, after, after all the self abandonment and, you know, all the like not treating myself with the love and respect that I deserve, because if I'm not going to take care of myself, no one else is. It's great. I mean, I feel great. Wonderful. And do you feel like it's a sustainable protocol for you? I know a lot of people, I always talk about it as a lifestyle because nobody gets enough fiber in their life and nobody lives, you know, I really believe we need to promote internal calm so that we yeah. can be strong and intuitive and not be running from a tiger all, our whole life. And to me, it's a protocol that I'll do forever, period. No excuses, no if, and, buts, or maybe. Like, it is my lifestyle, period. I'm always curious with the clients who finish, like, their coaching with me. Like, how does it feel to you? Does it feel like the backbone of a good, healthy life? Yes, absolutely. I definitely, you know, like I said, one day at a time, yes, it's absolutely sustainable. You know, just for today, I'm on the bean protocol, and I'm taking care of myself. So that's how... That's kind of how I look at it. And yes, absolutely a lifestyle change. Same thing with, you know, all the other practices that I've integrated into my life. If I don't do those practices, I'm not able to show up for myself or my daughter. And that's the one blessing of my marriage falling apart is it kind of like everything in my life that I thought was important was taken away. But what that I to do was recognize what my values are. And my values are, myself and my connection with spirit and my daughter. And it's that simple. And if I keep the things in mind, then yeah, I'm going to do the being for all the rest of my life because that's what it takes for me to stay healthy and nourished for myself and for my daughter. And that's my North star. Yeah. And you know, for me, it was my illness until my illness really grounded me on a path of self-love, realizing that I was mistreating myself, my body with all of the things I wanted to do and all of my rituals. And I lost everything to find the most important thing, which was me and that connection to self and value and, you know, learning how to honor our incredible vehicle that is really unloaned to us for a little while and how to get it running and living at a high level. So thank you so much for sharing your story today. Beautiful human being. So grateful for you in my life and so grateful for this work it's and what you do. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I am so grateful for you. I'm at, honestly, every time I get to work with somebody who's kind of brave enough to really engage the bean, I feel honored to do that work and support them. So thank you. It's so worth it. The bean is so worth it. So worth it. You know what I didn't talk about? Hormones. Maybe that'll be the next one. Oh, yeah. Well, tell me. Tell us about hormones. Well, pre-menopausal, I'm 47. I'll be 48 in a few weeks. And definitely the hormone roller coaster is starting to happen. And I used to get 
very irritable during my MS. I was, I've been tracking it. But when you told me to literally just eat beans all day, like I would literally, I think, I think it was maybe five days before my period and then through my cycle, the first five days of my cycle, eating two tablespoons of beans every hour. I have like no PMS symptoms, like zero PMS symptoms, which is mind blowing. Can, can I just tell you that I went from being a praying mantis, PMSing, literally like, you know, like, and feeling shitty about it, just feeling yeah. shitty about like these hormones that turn you into a monster, yeah. a praying mantis monster. And then after the period, you're like all docile. Let's say so. Right. And it's like, it's so hard for people to understand PMS is incredibly gnarly. I feel like this protocol is the most female loving protocol out there because it actually helps to not cover up the imbalance, but help your body balance it. And yeah, you have to dedicate to eating a shit ton of beans. And for some people that's like, I'd rather be set to hell. But for me, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. this will help me from being a praying mantis. I'm in. Yeah, a hundred percent. No, we definitely, I mean, obviously our cycle, you know, there's times like when we need to rest, when we need to pause, when we need to be more active. And that's all part of that same thing of nourishing my body, paying attention to my body. Like, oh, I'm PMSing now and knowing that. And then, okay, awareness, acceptance, action. Okay, I accept right now the action is I'm going to, like you said, bean up. And, you know, the result, it's so simple. I mean, that's what's mind-blowing, actually, is it's so simple, yet the results are so profound. Profound. I'm the practitioner of the Bean Protocol, but I am also continue to be a patient of the Bean Protocol and the continued effects of balance on my body. You know, I get a lot of people who are like, I'm really scared that the Bean Protocol is throwing me out of balance. And I'm like, it's just taking out the trash. It's just taking out what's already... The body's already eliminating. So there is a new balance that's being created. And once the out of balance is in balance, then you eat fats and the fats are going to help support the production of new hormones and new bile and all of that stuff. And after seven years, I'm the most balanced I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. The trifecta, my body, spirit. And when my mind is aligned with what's going on in my body, I can operate at a much higher level, you know, I, and we forget how, how important food is. Food is medicine. There's no way around it as far as I'm concerned. No, and there's no shortcuts. You know, food is medicine. It's quick, you know, gondola up the hill. It's, it's, it's a trek. It's a journey. And I feel like on that journey, you meet yourself. You meet your resistance. You meet your ability to overcome. But you meet your excuses. You meet your strengths. You know, you hate your ability to work through the discomfort of eating things for medicine, not in their glitzy, fancy way that it's being promoted in the world, but in a real cellular growth, right. you know, flow and steady. There is nothing in the body that's fast except for the fight or flight, you know, I mean, and, and in fact, actually, the things, you know, do can heal quickly, but for the most part, we're we're slow and steady. And to me, there's incredible wisdom in slowing down and letting there be a slow, steady growth, you know? Yeah. I have become an incredible lover of calm. And uh, if you, you would have asked me in my 20s, I would have been like, 
No, get in the fast lane and stay in the fast lane and never get out. Who are the suckers in the slow lane? You know, now I'm like, hey, oh, sorry, me, yeah, me, me. Yeah. No, same. And and with all of this, it's like I I prioritize my serenity over anything. And if yeah. that if I prioritize my serenity and calm over everything, then that it that informs my choices. In the state of calm, you have choices. You know, in that exactly. reactive fight or flight chip exactly. state, there's no, there's no choice. You're reacting, you know, exactly. and and you feel like you're being efficient because you're reacting to everything. Like, blah, 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 blah. but actually, right. to stop and let something come and go, ooh, interesting. How do I feel about this? How do do I want to interact? With, to actually like have a moment with it where you're where you're shaking hands quietly versus, you know, pouncing right away. Like I I find that life has oddly slowed down, but in the most beautiful way for me, where things as they come, I can evaluate them. And it's being able to pause and respond rather than react, and keeping it simple. You know, I mean, and there's nothing more simple eating wise than the bean vertical. And it's the same thing. I, you know, I like my. I used to be like, make it happen, make it happen. I mean, I was a producer. I was, you know, working the, you know, reality TV, juggling. How many balls can I juggle? And it's like, that's not the way. That's that is not the way I want to operate anymore. It's much more on a much more simple and calm from a centered place. Yeah. On that note, go forth and beam. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Christina today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a lot from it, and I hope it inspired you. If you are seeking support or to optimize the protocol that you are currently on or to have a protocol created just for you, I offer health consultations and coaching packages at yourgreat.com. I hope you have a wonderful day, morning, or evening, wherever you are in this beautiful world.